What's up, everybody? It's Jeffrey Lyles. You are listening to Lyles Movie Files. Little brother Jace, what's up with you? I'm good, man. So tonight is the big day that wrestling fans have been waiting on for a long time. All Elite Wrestling is kicking off their AEW Dynamite show. And this is the first time we've had a show on network TV since Spike basically canceled Impact. And then it's kind of ran around to different fringe networks all in these odd random times. But this is the first time we're going to have two wrestling shows clashing at the same time since the end of the Monday Night Wars. And WWE is smart enough not to bring in Raw or SmackDown. They're putting arguably, well not arguably, their best show, NXT, which features the best storylines, the best action on the WWE side. And they're going to go toe-to-toe starting right now with AEW. So what's your thoughts on this before I get into mine? I, honestly, the talent that AEW has, I mean, like, think about it, like, last year, maybe actually maybe, like, the last two or three years, they got basically all of New Japan's best American talent and ROH, I mean, and even took a lot of a, a good couple of people from ROH and made them into this giant program for all, I mean, all, all elite and basically, I mean, they've been playing the groundwork for this very well. And so now that we actually have some actually storylined wrestling that basically has a not week to week booking or something like, Hey, let's come up with this 15 minute thing. That's going to start the show. And we've done this for the past 20 years with no competition. Now you have a new chance of actually watching wrestling that you might actually enjoy I mean, at least, and I know for my part, it's like, I'm actually very excited. I'm actually recording AEW right now, just in the hope it's like, okay, can you guys do a two hour program that hasn't been uh, impact basically, which I, I haven't, I finally heard that they're actually going to be on uh, what is it? Access. Yeah. Soon, which I'm actually excited about. Cause they, I mean, it just sounds like they've been booking stuff very well with their shows. Like if I'm going to watch two hours of wrestling, which is, undoubtedly going to be hard but there's always a chance that one of the i mean as much as we usually cover our cw shows this season might be a time where it's like something else is more compelling i might drop a cw show or two just pick up wrestling just to be more entertaining so i'm actually very excited to see where it goes and i definitely recommend if you have space or free recording space on that dvr to also put in nxt because at least for this week's show they have a bunch of title matches. They're basically going to make this a USA takeover show and all title matches. And it's going to be a really big one. So I think they're really trying to make sure that people don't immediately shift over to AEW. I like the fact that they're going to have this back and forth where, Hey, what's going on in this station? What's going on in this one? It's something that I kind of took for granted since the Monday Night Wars ended basically in 99. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing what happens, what kind of surprises we'll get. And I think for the AEW product in particular, it'd be good to have a focused weekly show as opposed to these five hour spectacles, which feature some good action, but not a lot of storylines just from a TV perspective. I know if you watch, uh, um, I, 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 stuff. well, honestly, like, uh, when, when I watch like the new Japan stuff, there was no way I could watch. I can't watch five hours of any programming straight through. I mean, like, 
the only time I can possibly do it is like if I'm working from home and I'm putting over Lord of the Rings uh, extended edition while I'm working. Like that's the, but if you're talking where I have to actually pay attention for five hours on something, I'm like, there's just no way I could do it. So two hour block and then at least having a month of storyline planned. I'm like, okay. Like I'm, I'm looking at the crowd here. It's like, they got a real arena in here. So yeah, I'm, I'm thinking this, this could be a good way for AEW to go. It should be. So yeah, we'll, we'll probably come back and do a recap, at least of the first episodes of both shows going toe to toe, but it's a good time to be a wrestling fan, and I'm on avoid spoiler mode now, so I won't be watching anything until afterwards because I can't stand watching 40 minutes of commercials in a two-hour show. <laughs> well, I mean, I I would rather watch two hours of commercials versus like not. I mean, because I I actually do kind of like I'm not going to watch this whole thing, but I would like to say, hey, give it a couple. I mean, I'm not a Nielsen family, but it's like. I'd rather have it like look that there's views on it, at least for the first couple shows. Just like, hey, people are watching, people are excited not to watch the WWE, which even with that billion dollar deal on Fox, which I'm still trying to figure out how, if I'm going to pick up watching SmackDown. I mean, I'm going to watch the initial one on Fox just because The Rock's there and maybe it'll have some good setups of storyline, but I, I, yeah, I can, can do it. <laughs> They're going the same playbook they've done so many times when they need to get a good rating. They have the big stars, Austin, Flair, Michaels, um, The Rock in this case. I mean, that's that's a big, deep favor to pull. Hey, Dwayne, please come and help us get this big rating. They have uh, Brock Lesnar, who I think everybody assumes is going to beat Kofi Kingston for the world title on this show. Roman Reigns is going to be there. So it's going to be Every big star they can pull out, probably The Undertaker 2, all in the hopes of people saying, this is how it's going to be every week, so I've got to tune in, and I'm not going to miss a Friday Night SmackDown. The problem is, that's not going to be the case every week. Okay, so I'm, I'm just trying to, like, is Brock Lesnar even on, typically, on SmackDown? Like, Brock he- is moving over to SmackDown now. Um, he had been on Raw, kind of sporadically. But now he's going to be on uh, SmackDown every week. Well, not every week. Whenever he decides to show up, he's going to be there. Star power. But again, have, I mean, like, the, I know, like, just listening to, like, some of the wrestling fans, it's like they were always complaining that Brock, like, they, they knew the 30 day rule was some old gimmick we used to do in the 80s or something like that. But now they're like, you're just basically in the same position they were in. It's like, Hey, he's going to be more part-time because I'm sure Brock's not trying to add more dates in his contract just to help, you know, this this WWE Fox deal. They're like, okay, I got my money. I don't need to help you get your money. Like, it's like, unlike The Rock where he's, he's willing to do some favors. He's like, okay, you're going to have to put some zeros on that check to get me even in the building a couple of weeks before your pay-per-view. I think his contract covers that, but I think they probably did throw him a couple extra dollars to be a featured player on SmackDown and be a more regular appearing star on the show. I've got my doubts, but I think that's what's going to end up happening. So we shall see. Jay King, what's up with you, man? Not much, man. What's happening? Not much, man. We've been talking about this uh, Wednesday Night War that's getting going here. 
Competition well, brings the best is, out of both. I would say the even better thing is, and in, 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 if you're especially if you got FIOS, they're literally one channel down or up from each other. So WWE has lacked competition for far too long, and they've literally been sitting on their laurels. It's like yeah. we don't have to do anything. Even when TNA tried to go at them, they're like, "Yeah, you have AJ Styles, but you also have Hulk Hogan and Eric Bischoff running the show." So they're really not going to help me where you could really start bringing it to us and bringing your X division guys, your uh, knockouts. You're not going to focus on them. You're going to focus on what Hulk and Bischoff want. And that's, and you think that's going to beat us. And it's not now, you know, 20 years later, all the talent from that era of TNA is now in WWE running their shows. And they're like, see, you guys could have actually been competition. And I was thinking, about how bad I feel for ROH because they had so they have lost basically the equivalent of two promotions top talents in the span of like two years or three years I guess they lost Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, AJ Styles, uh, gosh, uh, Moose. They've lost uh, Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, War Machine, ACH. Cedric Alexander. Um, I feel like there's another big dude that I'm missing and forgetting right now. But they've and they've even lost Nigel, their commentator, and Steve Carino. So they've lost so many people, guys who are now atop NXT, SmackDown, and um, Raw. So it's crazy, but they're still plugging away, and they still got enough talent that I'm still interested in watching the show. But it's crazy how many people they've actually lost. So. We shall see, and we'll get into everything that happened next week. So I also want to talk to you, Jace, about the DC Universe. And, Javon, if you have any remote interest in the DC Universe, the shows on there, what they're bringing there? Batwoman, that's about it. All right, so that's CW. Let's talk about that then. So Batwoman, this Sunday, all the shows start off. Supergirl, I guess they don't all they do the stagger thing. But Supergirl and Batwoman kick off everything. They're going to be the new Sunday power hour or power block for the CW. There's all kinds of cool stories about what happened with uh, Ruby Rose. She was allergic to her cow. And then she also had some issues where she got into an accident on set. And then the surgery almost paralyzed her. So they're doing all they can to generate some buzz for this. Are you guys excited about this yet? I want to be. I want to be, but for the right reasons, not because of uh, 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 this, this kind of manufactured hype, like, oh, look what happened to our star, or, you know, I I get it, these are the perils of filming, but at the same time, I don't want that to be the reason, like, oh, it's, like, it's not sympathy watching, but I don't want that to be the reason why the buzz is generated. I want the buzz to be generated because it's good TV, it's a good show. So I'm hoping they rely on that. You can't, you can't rely on uh, uh, what happened to our star during filming forever. I mean, I know these are things that have to come out and you're promoing a, a show and you're trying to generate interest and buzz, but I want the show to succeed because it's good. James, what do you think about Batwoman? Well, it's funny. I was, I was messing around today because I, I think I, I sent you guys the IMD picture of what they're saying the 
big point of this show is it's like it's she's you know going to be taking on the real threat of the world white males it was like in gotham it was like wow so you guys are just starting off in that regard you, you know and i was like are you guys you guys have almost said you we're not trying to go for a broad audience i mean we, we've already segregated you know who, who we're targeting here i'm like okay. i just checked it it is now changed to kate kane six justice for gotham city as batwoman hey i said i have the picture when it says <laughs> i think somebody <laughs> said yeah this is a dumbass idea <laughs> but so now going with that i just i just did like a like a little mock po- uh poll on Facebook, and it was like, it looks like to people who watch comic books, we'll give it a try. I'm still not in that camp. And it has nothing to do with the hero. It's like, it's everything that they could do with Batman or Batwoman in that universe has been done by Arrow. It's like in the, uh, gosh, the guy, Luke, uh, Luke Fox, who's nothing like, you know, Derek, uh, Luke, what is, it? is it Derek? Jeff, I'm sorry. Derek Luke is an actor. <laughs> yes, I'm like, I know I'm doing this wrong. It's like, Derek Luke is an actor. But, ooh, 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 hey, who could have actually played a very credible Bat? I mean, he actually was the voice of Batwing on the animated show. But they decided not to do that. Yeah, that's <laughs> kind of, I mean, so they could have actually had a credible uh uh, Lucius Fox. Luke Fox. Luke, yeah, okay. They could have had a very credible Luke Fox in there, you know, actually help her out. I mean, they could have actually started, like, working on Batman Incorporated, maybe. I mean, not, I mean, or, like, more like Detective Comics, but it's like, they go in there with this, you know, she's basically taking over for Batman, who's just gone. I mean, like, even in the, like, from the last crossover, it's like, wait, so why he, why did he just peace out? Uh, he just wanted to. It was like, really? So, again, it's, it, a lot of the stuff has been done in Arrow, and I'm just, I'm not excited about it. And I think that's probably going to come on at the exact same time as The Walking Dead, which is coming back. It, I mean, I think it's going to be at the nine o'clock hour. I'm probably, I'm just, if, I mean, time is a limit. I mean, a limited commodity. I just don't think I want to get involved in a show that. I'm not excited to see. Like if somebody's, I might put it on DVR. Somebody says, "Hey, like I'll read the reviews on WildsMovieFiles.com." And you are assuming a lot, my friend. I <laughs> well, I I, I I I may have, I may be, but unless somebody tells me, "Yo, you got to give the show a chance," I'm gonna probably pass on this one. Gunner, what's up? Welcome to the show. What's your take on that one? Well, I watch it. I always give it a chance. You know what I mean? Let's see how they how they uh, do this take of the uh, comic. I mean, it's not like they're making up a character out of the blue and she's going to nuke a whole city or anything. I mean, I'm not going to just, you know, go that far, but let's see what happens. I mean, they got a great actress to do it. Good cameo in the, uh, in the uh, crisis there. And then, I mean, you know, why not? I did see that uh, synopsis of what it was. I was like, Ooh, that's going to turn off a lot of people. Um, do I go, you know, I'm not caping for any white boys that would love the show, 
you know, that was turned off by such a message because, um, you know, <laughs> I have no sympathy for messaging towards, never mind. Well, that's another conversation for another day, but I have no sympathy for white people when, they, when it comes to messaging. Um, but, you know, I felt like that turned off enough people to where, I mean, it was just like, oh, this is totally not geared towards me. Um, they're going to ram certain agendas down my throat and I don't need to hear this while I'm trying to be entertained by a traditional comic book show that you don't need. The comic book actually didn't really ram anything down your throat. It was just like, oh yeah, guess what? She's gay. She's a woman. She's kicking ass. Yeah. That should be all you need. I don't Mm -hmm. need it. I don't need the message also forced down my throat, um, all the time. It's like me saying, it's like Black Panther was just Black Panther, right? Like it was epic in itself, and that was that. It didn't need to ram down anybody's throat. Oh yeah, by the way, we're totally talking about assimilation. <laughs> we're totally talking about it all. The way they kind of, the way the CW writes their their stuff is very like, hey, by the way, you didn't get it. Here it is, very on the nose. You know what I mean? Instead of just having it exist, um, which is again like totally how you catch people's minds and hearts. By the way, um, but anyways, whatever. Um, I'm excited about it, nevertheless. Uh, I'm glad they did change the messaging because, you know, that was just, I mean, the, from a business standpoint, that was just bad PR. That was just a bad idea. I mean, straight up from a business standpoint. But, you know, whatever. I'm happy to I'm happy to watch it. I can't wait to see it. Um, it's nice to see a bat symbol somewhere on the CW show. <laughs> you know what I mean? Why they will never have another Batman show, I'll never know. But, uh, oh, probably because the Goblin was on, but, you know, um, or another rant for me. But, yeah, I'm excited about it. Cool. Um, so for Bat fans, this Friday marks the, I guess Thursday, marks the kickoff, so everybody can see it, of Joker. Joaquin Phoenix is delivering what some critics are calling the, the early front runner for Oscar gold. I've seen it. You can read my review on lousemoviefiles.com. And Gunner, you also happen to go see it. What's your take on it? I thought it was uh, good. I, I read your review on com. I suggest everyone read it, and I will continue to share it. Um, despite me disagreeing with some points of it, you do make valid, valid, super valid points about where there's avenues that they didn't need to go. I'll try not to spoil it. And there are certain ways that they didn't need to go there. How about that? Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, but at the same time, I do think that was a definite, like, criticism on our mental health industry, how we treat the poor, and there was a nice flip of a traditional character there, I like that, and then I I would definitely say there were, it wasn't the great, you know, basically, (laughs) I'm literally in between and sitting, literally sitting in between a super optimist and someone who definitely came in, in a movie <laughs> with a total negative outlook I'm like I'm not gonna like this film so I'm literally in the middle of that even in thought and mind where I'm like yeah definite flaws in this movie um I mean they open up with like oh this poor little white this poor white dude gets beat up by minorities oh no um so I was just like I'm always gonna look at that and be like of course you gotta throw that in there why not because Gotham City for so long was so like super bronxy so you know but we'll go, we'll move on from that I thought that Walking Phoenix was excellent in a flawed movie. I think that's my final take on it. 
Um, yeah, excellent. He was excellent in a flawed movie. I'm hoping the movie doesn't get any real awards, but Walking Phoenix definitely deserves to be up there with one of the best Jokers. I will totally go out there and say that, especially after we saw Jared Leto's Joker, which was like, you know what I mean? I was just like, why are you like, this is like a 90s Marilyn Manson Joker. It's so outdated to me. You know what I mean? Versus Walking Phoenix, which is like, uh, in this day and age of people actually saying, you know, let's go deeper into what crazy means and go through why people actually become crazy. Okay, um, Connor, or how? Connor, can I? Yeah. Can I uh, do you really think the Oscars, even though this might be a very good performance, do you really think they would post that they would give another award to another Joker? I mean, I mean, this would be the two acting nominated. Movies. He'll be nominated, but I really don't know. So, I mean, it's going to be hard to not not when you see it, you'll be like, okay, it's going to be. Oh hard. no, no, no! I won't say it. But, yeah. I suggest you actually take a look at it. it do, you would like it. You would actually, you of all people, actually would be like, wait a minute. <laughs> he's actually not bad. Oh, that I don't think it. he's a great actor. He is great. Also, now, hold, hold on real fast. So the main problem, I won't go into everything that I wrote, but the Joker is a force of nature, like a chaos agent. Uh, Michael Caine said it best in The Dark Knight. He's that dude that just wants to watch the world burn. If we spent 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour in The Dark Knight explaining really why Joker was so crazy, you wouldn't care or it wouldn't have the same impact. What resonates so much in The Dark Knight with the Joker portrayal is it's like they just dropped the Tasmanian devil in Gotham and he's ripping and tornado spinning everything up and everything that gets caught in his wake gets obliterated from Harvey Dent to Bruce Wayne, Gordon, everybody gets affected, Rachel, all these folks. And this movie Joker tries to explain and make him a sympathetic character where it's like, Oh, I understand why he's doing this. You're not, you're not supposed to feel any kind of trace of sympathy for Joker. When he does crazy stuff, when he's killing people, it's like, geez, this guy is crazy charismatic, but he is a lunatic. When you try to explain, well, it wasn't his fault because he's brought up this way, and this happened to him in his childhood, and this happened to him when he was an adult, it takes away that effectiveness of Joker, and it makes any random crazy dude, white or otherwise, who has some issues... It validates them to go out and be a crazy nut job because, hey, they didn't have any other choice. This is what society did to them. And I think for a character steeped solely in comic books to try to make him sympathetic as he's killing people, that's not the right way to go. Javon, would you watch a movie with a sympathetic Joker? Yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, I... Sometimes I like when our baddie uh, or supposedly baddie has a backstory. I want to know what made them who they are. I want to see it sometimes. I do. Like, I don't. I wouldn't want to see a movie about how Hans Gruber became Hans Gruber because I'm not supposed to really care that much about Hans Gruber. You know what I mean? I'm not supposed to be invested in his success. I just want to see John McCain succeed. But with the Joker, he's such a big part of that 
of the Batman universe of Batman's story himself. He's such a big part of the hero's story that I think a Joker backstory can and should be a little deserving to those of us who have followed the Batman for years. I think even someone who's casually interested knows who the Joker is. He's such a fascinating character that he should get a backstory. I'm, I'm interested in what made him who he is. If that paints this him as a sympathetic super figure. Backstory. Yeah, this isn't mm-hmm. his first super backstory either, isn't it? Like, memory of Killing Joke? I mean... Yeah, but as far as the Killing Joke, we're talking about major motion pictures. Yeah. No, 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 I understand that. I'm just scene. saying, as far as what Jeff was saying, like, you know, as far as, like, this character's deep in comic books, we don't really need a backstory. He's just crazy. I'm like, but we've had that. And yeah, people like it. the comic book anyway, not the yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> people like, yeah, and people like it, right? And I think it's more the same. People will like it. Um, it just depends. I think the people who are probably going to not like it are those that don't want to see the movie, don't think that this is going to be worth seeing. So they'll find a reason to nitpick it until they watch it. I was one of the people who said from the beginning, "I'm interested in seeing it," and I stand cool. by that. I'm probably going to go see it. I cannot wait to hear your view. On the movie. Looking forward to hearing what you think about it. Cool. All right. So DC Universe, where we left off, was um, it got off to a rocky start. Started with Titan season one. And basically the whole motto of the first season, the main takeaway that everybody had was F Batman. Um, That first season was super dark. It focused a lot on Rachel slash Raven and Dick Grayson slowly assembling what we know will be some of the core linchpins of the new Teen Titans team. And it was, it had some good moments. Hawking Dove had a really cool spotlight episode. The Doom Patrol had a really fun episode, but then it was kind of like, we've got to make sense of this overarching story we've set up. And it doesn't even get addressed until the first episode of season two. But since then, Titans has been phenomenal. It has been every bit as good as advertised um it's been what i wanted out of a titan show lots of good team action great character interplay personal dynamics personal stakes and we actually care about what happens with them jason i know you're watching it what are your thoughts on it so far uh as i said i think last week it is the best it is it's very reminiscent of season two of arrow and maybe even season five of Arrow. I mean, it's it's been knocking episode every episode this far. The season's been just knockout out of park. Good. I mean, like I, I think I called Jeff. Uh, I think it was like one o'clock on Sunday night before I had to go to work because I just finished the last episode. I'm like, they got to stop doing this dirty. They got to have like ten episodes so I can finish the whole season. This is too dang on good. I mean, it, it's just. Prove. I mean, it's actually what it's doing. Like I said, it's cliffhangers on TV shows are great because it makes you actually want to watch that next week. It's. I mean, it's just like, and especially when the story after it pays off. I mean, it's this. This show has just been great. I mean, I I, I cannot say enough flattering good things about you. You will not feel like you wasted your time watching this show. You do have to do the investment of watching season one to get there, though. And like Jeff said, there's a couple, a lot of rough episodes. It's at times it's not great. I mean, if you if you want to just like 
But you know, for what you're saying, Titan season one is the opposite of the second season because you have to wait a week to get the next installment. And there's not enough of a hook in each episode of season one to make you invest and go, oh man, I can't wait to see what happens. So it feels longer. Having the benefit of being able to watch all of season one at once will probably make it flow a lot better to people who weren't watching it week by week. Well, okay. Yeah, yeah, but it, it's like but for the folks that, I mean, now that you, you had an option, but it's like I was watching like maybe two to three week chunks at a time of Titans and it felt kind of like a chore. It was like, in fact, it was like on a Tuesday night, I didn't feel like doing anything. I watched it. I'm like, I know this could get better. I see the little, the, all these people look similar to their comic book character. Uh, uh, Corey was kind of a wild card. I mean, like, I didn't, no, I'm not going to say wild card. They did, they did her kind of during in that first season. They didn't figure out how to do her hair. Uh, I think, I think they were trying to go stylish, but it really didn't work. And then her lack of costume or anything similar was like kind of, all right, she's been rocking this outfit for like three weeks straight and no change of clothes. All right. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it, but now that you, if you can get to it, like you, now that you can get through it, you'll feel, I mean, it, of course, like you will, it's like, oh, okay, I'm okay getting it. If I got through that, I can definitely get through this. And it was a good payoff. Gunner, where are you with Titans? Have you started? Almost caught up. No, I'm still annoyed with DCAF and just, you know, how they spill out every episode, like, you know, once a week, which I, it's annoying because this is an app, not a traditional network where, you know what I mean? I'm like, oh, guys, don't, because as soon as DC Plus just starts throwing out episodes or, excuse me, seasons, like you're supposed to, Disney they're going to probably end up having to follow suit. So I haven't started. I want to get to, like, the first five and then. I think on five now. Honestly, you'll enjoy the cliffhangers. I mean, it, it's it's like as much as I say it's annoying, it's actually like it's almost like feeling like a kid again, where you actually anticipate watching the next one. You can't press yeah, next. I'm a hybrid. I need to keep going. Uh, <laughs> I'm a hybrid now. I I need to keep going. I can't stand it. Um, I'm doing that with certain HBO shows right now, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so annoying. Um, mm-hmm. to the point where I think the uh, <laughs> the issue is. I'll I'll start watching like three in a row, even though I've already seen them. Like you know what I mean, just because of the habit. Um, but anyway, um, I am looking forward. You know, to Disney it. Plus saw... is doing the same thing with the weekly rollout, right? That's terrible. This is such a dumb idea. <laughs> Anyways, um, nevertheless, I'll still do the same thing. And if other users do the same thing, guess what's going to happen? So anyway, so I was like, oh yeah, I like the Dark Titan because I I'm a dark person. It's probably why I like Joker. Um, but I was like, well, this could be lighter. There were certain episodes where I'm like, dude, uh, okay. okay. Like, there was very certain Raven episodes that were very, like, super dark. And I was like, okay. I mean, I know Raven's character is darker than the others, but this is a little, uh, this is a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, just the whole, every character's arc was, like, hella dark. Um, Beast Boy was the only one who was kind of like, there was exactly. any levity to it. It was like, that. oh, thanks. I was giving to that. Yeah, I was just like, just like you said, the uh, Beast Boy episode, um, the, what was it, the um, Doom Patrol episode was really, really, like, light and cool and hilarious and, you know, just like the show, more or less. And I was like, okay, cool. 
Um, so maybe they'll go back to that. Nope. Okay. Went super dark. And the way they ended it, I was just like, oh, not sure I'm cool with this completely. Let's see how this plays out. Because we're going to spend another five episodes dealing with how, you know, Trigon deal, dealt with this, did this situation. Nope. Half that first episode from what I hear. So I'm like, thank God. Because I was like, how did they get here to here? So I'm really interested. I'm glad they're doing a lighter take on it. Um, because if it's closer to the animated series, which is what I've been reading, um, the real one, not it's not T Titans Go, um, then I'm thoroughly gonna be uh happy with it. So yeah, I'm I, I mean this is the Titans that sounds like I wanted in the first season. You know what I mean? Maybe a slightly darker, some things are happening here and there, but nothing as <laughs> drab as the uh as the uh, first season. Let me say this. The, the stuff they have is dark is deservedly dark. Right. I mean, it's, it's, that's, it's like... That's good. The bad guys are dark. <laughs> it's like, you don't need... And some backstory part is dark because it flows with what you saw in first the first season. So they don't completely abandon that, but it's like... It's also, it's like a switch... Remember how everybody said, like, kind of... Um, uh, Justice League, you could tell the switch had been like, oh, this is where Josh uh, Wedding came in here. Like, this isn't Zack Snyder's mm-hmm. version. Like, you could, it's like they, they do this a much better mer- marriage because it's after season. It's not, it's two separate movies, basically. It's like, okay, we're going to use those elements of that dark part, but this other stuff feels so much better because you say, oh, wow, that was way too dark. Oh, we're taking it to this lighter side. Oh, okay. These guys are actually a bunch of teenagers, like, or young adults hanging with each other. Oh, okay. That, that, that actually sounds like fun. It has been very fun. So now we've come to this rare moment where you and I disagree on something strongly. The fine folks yes. at Warner Brothers Home Entertainment sent me a copy, review copy of Doom Patrol Complete First Season. And I had not watched episode one of that show. It was just one of those, I'll get to around, I'll get around to it. So when I got the chance to watch it all at once in a bunch, I was like, great, I can watch it and see what the fuss is about. There were a lot of people who said it was one of DC's best shows. And then there were other people who were like, ah, it's a waste of time. My little brother was solely on that latter category. Being waste of time. Yeah. And so I watched it, and it is, without a doubt, the weirdest superhero show um, that they could possibly put together, but it's very in keeping with uh, the Grant Morrison stories that are the inspiration for this series. And I loved it. I thought the character development was amazing. They spent enough time that you cared about what was going on with each of the characters. Um, I thought the visuals were crazy and, and appropriately out there and wacky. Uh, the villains, such as they were, were outlandishly crazy uh mr nobody was a really fun villain because he was also playing as our narrator and making fun of stuff as we watched it and his uh final episode of the season recap was tremendous um i just i thought it was fun it knew what it was it didn't care about being like every other superhero show which i thought was the, the entire point of doom patrol to be different than other comic, other superhero team books. And I just thought it was a really fun experience. And I thought they went a little overboard sometimes just going with the F-bombs just because we can 
drop F-bombs 80 times an episode and nobody's going to say anything. Um, and, yeah, I thought that was kind of like my biggest complaint because the weirdness, I was like, yeah, it's supposed to be weird. It's Doom Patrol. Uh, I thought the cast, everybody from the guys who were actually in the suits uh, playing uh, Robot Man and Negative Man, uh, it's Riley Shanahan. Ah, yeah, anyway, I'll pull that up in a second. But Brandon Frazier, Matt Bronner, uh, April Bobley, uh, Bobley, and Diane Guerrero, excellent. Excellent work from all of them. And it's so cool seeing Timothy Dalton as the chief and Alan Tudyk as Mr. Nobody. So I really liked it. Jason, I want to hear your thoughts on the gun. I know you've seen it. You have seen it as well. So let's go from there. Okay. And if, if you guys haven't listened to a couple podcasts ago when I said uh, my dummy of the week was me for wasting 13 hours watching that show, I still stay that stance. This show was, I mean, I I like weird, but this show at times just went completely too weird for me. And it's like, and maybe it's one of those your different headspace. You're like, oh, you know, this was kind of weird and I'm kind of feeling it. But to me, I was not. It was just like you had a farting donkey that blows up a town, uh, a giant cockroach battle, a giant eye that is wiping out people and the negative eye that beats it uh what else a, a castle of random stuff uh and i felt jane i understand she was 65 personalities 64 64 personalities but there wasn't a likable one among the bunch no man just like robot man said uh i only like 164th of you <laughs> It's like, I mean, she was, oh, I mean, it's like, you know, there, I, there was not, I don't. You didn't like Karen. Come on. Karen was amusing. I, I, I give her that. She, she had her rom-com ridiculous, like, oh my gosh. Oh, that was hilarious. That, yeah, oh, she was, was funny. Wonderful. Her, yeah, her rom-com, Karen rom-com was funny. It's like, hey, why, why do you keep letting this girl into your life like this? Meh. I just keep throwing her away for it. <laughs> that, that was funny. But that was uh, that was one episode. I, I I will give like as we were talking about this, the one if there was one real bright spot of that show. I mean, like the character development was good, but I think truly the best storyline of that whole thing was Negative Man. It's mm-hmm. like his storyline. It, it's like what I what I, I, I always get annoyed with on TV shows is they make someone being gay just kind of just not like i mean it's not 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 a thing that's and i know he's like triple negatives on that one but they don't do they don't show their story it's just like one of those like because as much as we were talking about cw with alex where everybody was just cool with her being gay like negative man's story was like he's a guy in the 50s who's married with kids who's gay and it's like they go through everything that would possibly i mean he's got a relationship with another guy and he's like all the stuff in the 1950s part of the army being gay is in his story and it's like this is a really fully fleshed out story and it's like being gay is like a very central part of him and it's like yes like okay like this if you you didn't know a gay person you would i you would you would really like oh damn that's the stuff they got to deal with like you would be so much more empathetic after watching his story. 
it's like, oh gosh, yeah, that, that is rough. And that was like a great thing for him. I mean, like it's like, oh yes, he's not just like a character. He's just not. Uh, gosh, what's what's I'm trying to think. I, I want to say so somebody over his character. Yeah, some just like uh, oh, like uh, what Curtis or somebody. Hey, I'm gay. Hey, I'm gay too. <laughs> How did that work out for us? That's shocking. We decided to get together. It's like no. It's like there's. I mean, it's like there there would actually be some hardship and loneliness with being gay in the 1950s. Like hey, I can't. Just kind of tell everybody I'm gay. It's like, so I, I thought his storyline was good. I, I love Rita's was great too, because it was just like, hey, the actress who plays her was just like she had the prissy 1950s spot on and never let it go, which I I, I really did enjoy. But when it comes to the overall storyline, when you had the beard eater, <laughs> uh. Danny the street oh. brother. That was just like, really? Like, we're just like I, I could. I, mean, I can't. Jeff, if Jeff didn't say all the stuff, the weirdest stuff was from the comic. I've been like, I don't know what the hell these guys were smoking. Actually, I don't know what they smoking was. Not what they were doing. They were dropping some stuff. That that would be my only explanation. They weren't smoking anything. They were dropping something. But talking about Grant Morrison. You know. Uh, anytime I do a little research on Grant Morrison stuff, it's like, okay, yeah, he did that. All right. Yep. So, <laughs> again, it's, it's it's maybe it's, yes, they're being very faithful to the source material, but it's still weird. It's like, so I still would say pass on Doom Patrol <laughs> and be quite okay with that. All right. What you got, Connor? I liked it. I mean, Doom Patrol is one of the episodes, going back to something else I mentioned earlier in this show and other shows, uh, Doom Patrol suffered from lack of good cliffhangers because it's... I mean, if you guys are saying Titans have better cliffhangers, that's good because that will definitely make the one episode a week, you know, on a streaming service work, right? But I feel like Doom Patrol suffered from that because it lost... You would get four at a time or three at a time and then they would lose momentum because you got to wait another two weeks maybe sometimes like one time it just had like a huge gap in between it was inconsistent um if you're doing it inconsistent if you're doing it consistently i could see it working better fine um but i feel like it suffered from that so i have not watched the last three because they took a long break however that's why i was like really like wait these guys really could have gone left field. Maybe Jason was right. But since um, Jeff also saw the full thing and we and you were laughing about the same stuff. And I'm like, well, maybe it wasn't that bad. Okay. So I'm going to finish it up and see where I am with it, obviously. But so far, I mean, I was just like, yeah, this show's weird, but they're not trying to like hide that. And it is definitely like on my caliber of weird. And Jason, I've known you for too long too long you don't like weird you have a go my weird threshold and your weird threshold are totally different Completely. i don't know i don't know if <laughs> yours is like that. i don't know if yours is like two percent and mine is 98 percent, or i don't know i don't know i literally don't know i feel like yours is good 50 percent. maybe mine's 90 percent. i don't know i don't yeah, know like, again i like weird like uh fear and loathing las vegas weird like I mean, tame like, weird. That's like super tame weird. I mean, Doctor Gonzo weird. I mean, like Bat Country weird. 
that's kind of where I'm, I, that amuses me. Like this, I mean, like oh. the dude who's eating yeah. like facial hair, like the, <laughs> like the, I'm like the puppet Timothy Dalton. Like what the, oh, like, what? I'm sorry, okay. him, him, him hooking up with Sasquatch woman. Like what the <laughs> shit is this? Yeah, that's like comedic weird. This this is definitely <laughs> off the wall weird. Like, yeah, that's comedic weird. Like, yeah, you could deal with that. Yeah, I can deal with maybe that's what it is. I can deal with comedic weird way yeah. more than just like I think I'm I because it's like I know what ride I'm I'm going on. Titan, I yeah. mean, uh, like Doom Control. I'm like, oh okay. I, I mean, like is I was telling said Jeff. Like I remember sort of uh, my first experience with. Doom Patrol was mostly in Crisis, so I didn't know. Mm. I, I don't remember everything about them, but it was uh, like, oh, okay. But then okay. it was. I was like, oh, okay. I'm thinking I'm getting into that, but then I'm getting into <laughs> the farting donkey who swallows up a town, right. jumping down the alien's mouth. And thankfully, Mister Nobody is like, he, he's providing me like, yes, you're probably asking me what the shit have you signed up for? <laughs> and I'm like, yes, I have yes, no I idea. Am. It's like, I mean, in his, like, and it's like in his narration after the third, it's like, yes, after 13 episodes, we finally came to the actual thing you actually came for episode one. I'm like, yes. It's like, there's some more news from Crisis. Lila, Arrow's Lila, Diggle's wife. Yeah. She's actually going to be Harbinger, Harbinger on the Crisis crossover. The okay. producers actually said they did try to work in the helmet, but it didn't work. But she's got an ah. outfit that pretty much looks like uh, her comic book attire. So it looks good. It doesn't look bad. Yeah, and oh, I did see that. Oh, I did see that. Yeah, that was that was that was acceptable. Yeah. And we've seen some pictures now of Tyler Hoshlin with Tom Welling and Brandon Roth, and man. He looks so small, but I really think he's such a good Superman. Yeah, we've said this, but it's just like, wow, he looks so small next to them. He's petite. uh, He's not petite. It is just like, wow. He is kind of petite. Tom Welling looks like uh, (laughs) Tom Welling looks like Superman. Superman. Yeah, Tom Welling. Well, Tom Welling. Tom Swelling looks like (laughs) Superman from the from what was that Kingdom Come Superman for real versus versus um, Brandon Roth. Then what's his name? Tyler, the good, the good Clark Kent slash Superman. Like he's really good on the show. He's um, great. That dude looks like he's like the Superman from Flashpoint. <laughs> he's just so small. Wow. And the costume looks like injustice. Looks like, Superman. That's actually hilariously accurate. Oh, oh man, wow. he looks like friend. That's <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Right? Friend. I mean, the fight, I mean, like it's it's like you know the like. You couldn't have a Henry Cable. You couldn't have him next to Tyler. He'd be like, "Oh my Superman? God, come on, <laughs> come on, God!" So you're Superman the right from the real Earth. So you're a Superman from the real Earth. You were definitely from Earth Three or something else. <laughs> Is the sun different on your Earth? Because what the hell? Do you guys normally have bright yellow, yellow sun radiation? Did y'all hit that? I mean, do you have to actually go to the gym to get worked out or something? Right. I'm like, man. And were you just at overly exposed to kryptonite once? Because something's off, homie. 
But this is really exciting to see these pictures. It's like, man, they're yeah, really embracing the entire concept of Crisis. And it's not going to be the two-week thing that I wanted, but five episodes of Crisis on this network seems like the best-case scenario. And I am really looking forward to this. Oh, no, you don't want to give CW two weeks to do this, dude. Trust me, we'll have Care Bear staring or something happening. I don't know, dude. It would have been... It would have gone off the rails if it was two weeks. I'm still a little skeptical about five days. I'm, like, scared they're going to mess it up. Well, they're going to do three, and then they're going to do three in December and then two in January. Yeah, but, I mean, like, that that's gives them five hours to work with. And, like, the, what was the, uh, not the, 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 the crisis on Earth, Earth X, like, cool. that, that wasn't a bad crossover. It just, it almost felt like it kind of, Limp towards the end. It's like, you know, we have to make sure we use Kara using the general. Would you step outside? And where all mm-hmm. Superman fans decided to try to hold the remote and not throw it through the TV. Like, if they, they, it's like as long as they don't mean they don't do stupid things like that. It's like okay, every you guys brought you guys are bringing Burt Ward. You're bringing Kevin Conroy, who we don't even know if he's which Batman if he's playing Batman. But you're bringing live action Kevin Conroy and putting him in a show. This is one of those Real. situations. You, if you f this up, you might lose everybody. It's like as long as you treat every one of these characters with respect and actually come up. I mean, like some of these cats are going to die. I mean, most of these people who are not currently on the Arrowverse should die, and that's okay. But it's like don't treat them like garbage. Like, I mean, like, you you saw Birds of Prey. I didn't see the show, but if, like, if they treated Huntress like some trash, you'd be like, man, why'd you even bring her? I mean, just as long as they treat, like, okay, hey, we got we have a basic storyline of crisis. We know kind of what happens in this. And we've kind of messed, we've kind of done a little different with, we probably know our big sacrifices, Oliver Queen versus Flash or Kara. Or Flash Superman and Kara. Yeah, it's like you I mean, like you 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 kind of laid that groundwork, and it's going to be different. And and you're quite, a, and we're okay with you guys double dipping on characters. Like Adam is going to be in there, but he's also going to be Superman. Mm-hmm. But we're also going to say, yeah, that it, it, it's a very different dude. Uh, Harbin, I mean, Lila is going to be Harbinger. It's like we understand you're going to be double dipping, and you're going to have to do a little sleight of hand on stuff. But don't screw it up. I mean, it's just like, I mean, because I, I'm sure it's like if you guys bring Helen Slater back and there's a Superwoman uh, of her, it's like, don't treat. I mean, just treat them right. Like I said, just treat them with respect and don't piss everybody off. And I think we'll be okay. Five hours says you have the equivalent of two and a half DC movies to tell the story. Treat them right. Treat them right. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. So, yeah, lot, lots of stuff, and I am very much looking forward to seeing how this all comes together. I am not so sure I'm looking forward to watching a season or the buildup on these shows, but we'll get there, and we will manage. Okay, Jeff, what are you looking less forward to, the buildup to get to Crisis or the aftermath? You know, I'm going to watch that Hey, Oliver's Gone um, aftermath episode of Arrow, and We'll see what goes on with Flash, because, uh, you know, I was, I think Flash is really hurt by DC Universe doing these shows so much better in 13 episodes than 22. 
or 13 or 16. And Legends mm-hmm. of Tomorrow does the same deal. They have 16 episodes. Stretching these seasons out to 22 is really long. I just suffered through 16 episodes of Fear the Walking Dead. If you do it bad, that can be long. But 22, it's hard to do 22 episodes and have most of them be good. And I don't think the writing staff on the Arrowverse is really up to doing that anymore. Is it really just one writing staff? I mean, because we joke about it. But, like, is it one writing staff? No, they have writing teams. But I think what happens is they kind of share the writers. So, like, hey, the Flash writer is going to go on Arrow for this season. Uh, Hey, you're going to go on Batwoman. So, uh, you know, and then I'm sure they get some new ones. But they're all kind of operate. It's like... um, like a, a writer coming into WWE, you have to write the WWE way. Vince McMahon's not going to be happy with you if you write a different way. So even if you're a good writer, you're just going to have to meld into what everybody else does. And Sounds like a newspaper. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of what we're looking at, I'm thinking. And I'm not, I'm just not as excited. I'm really enjoying Titans. I'm loving that ride. I'm really looking forward to Walking Dead starting back up. Like that one, I am really like, okay, where are y'all going to go? I suffered through Fear of the Walking Dead. Now I can get to a real Walking Dead show. And oh, what else? That may be it. Yeah. Uh, that's, I mean, this week is Walking Dead comes back and then it's a CW shows. And- yeah, Arrow's the only one that comes on the following week, which is interesting. I guess because it's a shorter season. But I'm, I'm going to be very interested to see how 10 episodes of Arrow does compared to 22 episodes of everything else. And if I this think... This is the last season of Arrow, right? Yeah. The last Arrow. season of... Uh, well, the problem is, it's the last season of Arrow. The plus is, there's no Felicity, and this is... We've talked at nauseum about why she's not a great character anymore. But... We do know the future subplot is going to be front and center in this episode, in this season, because they have to get it to the point where it becomes the spinoff of Arrow. Mm. So, yeah. It's like, Arrow's just like, uh, I'm going to have to watch that. if It's on my DVR. I'm going to watch it for the scenes that Oliver Queen is on, and then anything is a flashback, I mean, or a fast-forward, I'm just going to go fast-forward. Exactly. I was just like, I need to fast forward through that crap because that was ridiculous. Like we went from oh my for like a good three seasons, at least definitely three. Um, where it was just like, thank God, ooh, cool, a flashback. And then we went through a couple of seasons where it was like, thank God, a flashback because what the hell are they doing now? Now it's like, why do I, like, I care about the future <laughs> and a and the present? Oh my God, both of them suck now. Yeah. It's like I mean the the one with Damian Dark was like. Dude, I don't need a flashback. Just take the damn totem away from the dude. It's like that was just lame. It's like, oh yeah, I'm glad you guys brought Constantine in. That was the only good thing. And now you got him on a show. Great job. But that season was just like, you guys have nothing, no idea what to do with the flashbacks. Like, stop it. Like the Hong Kong was like, please stop. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was like, please stop flashing back. This is pointless now. Yeah, it's like Hong Kong (laughs) was like, hey, I, I mean, from the first episode, I've lived on an island for five years in hell. Except when I was actually in Hong Kong for a season. Well, and then Russia. And then Russia. Like, I mean, like, Russia kind of had to make sense because he was actually, like, hanging with the Rockler. Yeah. But it was like, we're like, wait, how does that work out? Because he's, like, cool with the Russian game. Like, but it was like, 
that was a okay we need backstory on that and they did good shockingly uh yeah was that in prometheus season no yeah i think so so yeah yeah that's right because that's right that's how he was able to spoil that he was actually oliver queen but it was like after it was just like you don't need any more flash wars and then flashbacks and then the fast forwards was just like Hey, everything your heroes did, they did it for absolutely butkus. And, yeah, I think that was the wrong way to go. Yeah. It's like, oh, Renee's got this bad hairpiece. We don't know what happened to John. But, but well, we I have think to the face... problem, I think the real problem with the future subplot was that would be fine in a season where we know Oliver's going to die. And it's like, this is what happens when Oliver dies. But a season before we know he's dead officially... They're just showing, hey, everything's terrible. Hey, where's Oliver? Uh, stay tuned. I and think folks, that's what messed them up, where it was like, we see Oliver trying to do stuff, and we're like, Oliver, dude, just just don't even worry, man. It's not going to matter. But if we know he's going to die like we did basically at the end of last season, even though we had an idea um, with the crossover ending, then we see the fallout. I think that whole future subplot would have had more weight, but the way it was set up was hey, while they're doing things that really are important in the present, they're not going to matter because it's all going to screw up in the future. And I think with this retrospective final season of Arrow, with him going down memory lane and seeing all the things he did and revisiting old allies and thinking of people who are gone, and then seeing, hey, the future is messed up, but there's a new hope because Oliver's kids are going to try to fix things. That would be a little bit better than, hey, everything's terrible and his kids suck. Or you could go with like, I mean, was it uh, 2049 where it's like, or kind of Legends slash Barry. It's like, hey, do you see, it's like, if Oliver was actually there and saw how much it was screwed up in this season, and then it's like, okay, what do I need to do to change this? And then you change the whole dynamic of that future subplot. Yeah, maybe. But it's like, no, that's, they've already basically said Telegraph. That's not going to be the case. It's like. Maybe they'll bring in Arrow 2049 in Crisis and kill him off. Hey, I'm, I mean, just, they, if they can do, I mean, they, that future subplot to go to another show is also, I mean, that I have less interest in seeing that show than I do in Batwoman. So, like, oh yeah, I'm not watching that future um, Arrow show. I'm so, I mean, it's it. like, hey, we, I mean, it's like, and it was funny because they started it off like William looked like he was going to go on this great quest or something, and then it was like. Wait, you're going back to Star City? Oh, Star City's a trash heap? Like, why do you even care about these people? Like, by, the way, like, by the way, William's gay. Look at how progressive we are. Um, Jeff, exactly. CW, on that regard, CW has a gay character in all of their, she's, uh, all of their CW shows. Now, if you ask if there's an Asian character or a Latin character. Right, right. Oh, yeah, what? Huh? I don't know what you're talking about. What? No, I don't know about that. We only had one Asian character ever. Um, no, the black, I mean, I don't mind, you know, William being gay or anything. It's just a matter of, hey, by the way, in every episode, we just need to make sure you remember. I'm like, oh, my God, at this point, you're just patronizing them. It is. And they don't really ever do anything. I want all of the, the Arrowverse they writers really to attend a workshop and where they where they just need to watch the Larry and John subplot from Doom Patrol. To understand yes, how to make a story with gay characters meaningful as opposed to 
look at us. We're checking boxes of diversity. Exactly. We're so progressive. Like, That's I, what it I, feels like. Thank like, you. It yeah, feels like, like the super a box. Yeah. yeah, the Supergirl episode where her father, oh, like, like the girl's yeah. father, was the only one who actually had Maggie. anything. Maggie's father had anything to say about being gay. It's like I, I think I can pull a thousand gay people, and they will never have an experience like that. I'm just, I can, where everybody's cool with it. Oh, everybody's cool. That's with the dad being like. Super oh no, no, cool. I'm no, talking about where dad. everybody he said like, it wrong. No. But yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I meant it like because it was like every it took everybody 20 minutes for everybody to be okay with Alex being gay, and they just got over it. Like, oh sure, no, I was like, that's not, that's just not realistic. And it's like I'm sure, I'm sure if you had a gay person watching that show, they would be like, that is nowhere near what happened in my life. It's like show me like the person, the father who's like, hey. Like, I mean, like Maggie's father's like, I thought we were cool, but then you told me this, I'm out of here. It's like, that probably is sadly more realistic to what their experience was. I just got this newsflash. There is a Doom Annihilation movie. How have I not heard about this? What is this Doom Annihilation? It's a movie that Doom, is now coming movie. out uh, on Blu-ray. Man. You're, t- you're talking about like the video game Doom? Yeah, like the rock one. Like there's like a sequel to this? Apparently, I had no idea. The Rock, you mean you mean what's his name? Carl Urban. The Rock. Carl Urban. I want to say Keith. Dwayne Johnson. He's in it, but you know. When you see it, you're like, what the hell? Star of the movie. When did this come out? Uh, Apparently today. I just got the email that it came out on Blu-ray and uh, digital stuff today. So, nice big big reveal. Yeah. Anyway, let me go to one (laughs) quick bit of news here. Apparently. The deal between Sony and Disney to bring Spider-Man back to the Marvel Cinematic Universe was led in basically the results of Tom Holland going to Disney CEO Bob Iger and Sony chair Tim Rothman to figure out a way to let Peter Parker remain in the MCU. You hear a lot of times, oh, I really love doing this. These, these casts are so great and I love working with these people. But for Tom Holland to actually do that, that says a lot. And his passion for working with this Marvel Cinematic Universe is pretty cool. Hopefully, that means we'll get more Marvel-Sony collaborations on Spider-Man. Because we know they've got the third Spider-Man home, whatever, they're going to go with that for the subtitle. And one more appearance in the Marvel Cinematic Universe as a whole, like probably the team-up movie. Speaking of which, I don't think we've asked, which, what do you want to see him in with this next film? Do you want to see him team it up with somebody or in like an Avengers 5 or something? Gosh. Uh, I mean, like, I would say like we could do this. We've already done the Sinister Six in the other universe. So I wouldn't actually mind seeing him if you're doing a partnership. I wouldn't actually mind seeing him, I mean, like, working with Venom or something. I mean, like, that could be a way to strengthen both partnerships. It's like, hey, you can borrow. Now that you got Spider-Man, we'll also help you use this to help Springbird our Venom franchise. So I'd actually like him, I'd actually like to see him with Venom. Okay. Gunner, how about you? Seeing who? Tom Holland, Spidey with, like, Sony combo or type of thing, or uh, like in the Marvel Studios universe, like what would that final, if it's final, that uh standalone? We've got the Spider-Man film, but 
they've also got him lined up for one more Marvel Studios film. We got Spider-Man on one, so then the other one, and a non-Spider-Man film? Yeah. I need him and Maximum Carnage. Just do Maximum Carnage. Do a whole movie on Maximum Carnage. And do it right, and replace the actor for Venom, because we don't need Bane. And, yeah, good. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Now, and, 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 Notice and, nobody and, said anything about Mobius, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, did you really... I, I, didn't, I didn't watch... Venom, but Eddie Brock, I mean, like Tom Holland, I mean, Tom, Tom Hardy kind of looks like a version of Eddie Brock. I mean, like, like, yeah, he's not a little slight guy like Topher Gray was, yeah. but he's like, and he's big enough. And then it's like, he gets that Venom suit, he gets extra big. I mean, it's like, and he's, he's good, good writing. I mean, he's got good acting chops. I, again, did not see Venom, have no intention of seeing Venom. I'm just saying he looks like he can look like the dude. Yeah, I think we need a hard reboot because people are going to remember that Venom versus the other Venom. Well, the, but that, the thing is, we want to does have fans, so I'm we want to we want to use that Venom. We're, we're, I mean, like my thing is like you can use it as a springboard, is like to go with both movies. It's like, hey, because Venom's a franchise now. It's like we we didn't so want to see, stupid. but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. That's all just like I'm like we need to reboot Venom. The end. Like that's just well, Sony's not. not I mean, Sony's like, hey, we got a, we got a viable property here. Like we, we the reason why we can give you low bar of how much they want to make, but then like we mentioned, like didn't they make like then then every both you know even a Spider-Man appearance makes more money than a freaking Sony picture. <laughs> of using his crap. Like, come on, dude. Like, oh, no. I think they just need to reboot Venom, but I hear what you're saying. Well, I mean, I still, I st- what I don't understand is like, you gave uh, Marvel Comics a license to use your property. That didn't mean you couldn't use them. I, I just, I don't understand. I mean, that's, that's a different, I mean, I'm not seeing the contract. I'm just like, mm-hmm. you could have used elements of the Tom Holland Spider-Man and put him into your Venom movie. I don't know how you do it. You don't mean like he's, but he's a part of it. Like you have clips of Spider-Man in the background or something in the background. They yeah, like a PV thing. Yeah, yeah like, like he's, he's in, like he's in New York. Brock was in, you know, he started his career at uh, the Daily Bugle, but then he became freelance. You know, he's working out in San Francisco, but he always hated that jerk Peter Parker. I mean, like. You know, I, I don't know. We, you, you, I mean, there's some way you could like. He, he always envious of Spider-Man, not Peter Parker. So, so that's how he gets a symbiote. The symbiote becomes a spider. So, but, all right, yeah. all right, fellas, we're gonna wrap this sucker up now. Do you guys have any nominees for Dummies of the Week? Uh, Gunner. I told you, you got, you got to go for yours, man. Yeah, you, no, you got to give me your one. Breaking news now. No, breaking news now. I got I got new ones, but you know he'll get an honorable mention. But okay, uh, or on my oh, no, no. if you're not gonna take them, I'm taking because it's, it's actually you, take you did it. That's fine. Because All I right, got a new one. Okay, so I don't know. In case none of you guys heard, there was a little girl who claimed that she was bullied, and you know, came basically came up with like a, a story that you know some kids pinned her down and cut her dreadlocks off. She got this nice. Uh, outpouring of support for, you know, from national TVs, you know, everybody was following this story. But then 
all of a sudden it came out that she wasn't telling the truth on the whole story. And then because the internet is actually sometimes a very funny place and doesn't forget, they decided to say, oh, this little girl's the, you know, the Jesse Smollett of a bully. Jesse Smollett did not actually take that very kindly. He's like, hey, please don't, you know, use, you know, I don't like being compared to that little girl. It's like, but no, my friend, you is the dummy of the week. Have no say in what you can use for it, because you you literally you taught that girl the master class of how to get like how to how to get attention when you don't deserve it. And I'm sorry, she. Hey, I think the kid was bullied, but it's like you don't take you, you. There's a level to say, hey, I think we're taking this way too far, Grandma. You know, Mom and Dad. I really wasn't bullied that bad. Uh, I think, hey, I'm trying. I mean, Mister, I'm trying to get a new contract and. Uh, have some dudes uh, supposedly bleach me and ha- hang me are not, is not allowed to say what he is not allowed to be used for. So Jesse Smollett is my dummy of the week. Connor, what do you got? Remember the uh, story? Well, we'll go backwards. You know, there was a joke. I think it was a Dave Chappelle joke about, uh, you know, police shooting black folks so much, like, you know, go into somebody's home and be like, look, he hung his own pictures on the wall and they shot him anyway and still justify it. So when that case actually happened in real life, uh, she was, uh, you know, a woman walked in, thought it was her own house, supposedly, uh, and shot the brother dead, even though he was cowering on the ground in his own house. Uh, she got 10 years, sentenced to 10 years today, guilty of murder despite people's best efforts. The judge definitely kind of threw out some uh, equivalent, like, oh, Jerry, you can use stand your ground if you want to, or you can use another precedent case, right? Yeah. So after the conviction, you know, it's bad enough, the brother of the, uh, of the, uh, I'm not, I'm not a fan of forgiving racists, so there's that. Um, But the brother of the uh, victim hugs her and all that, and, that forgiving black folks free over over the top forgiving for you know white racist situations um that's a whole nother story for another day but the judge Amy Kemp her honor endorsed by the uh Dallas Police Association pack um goes and hugs the convicted murderer hugs her what judge you ever seen hug anybody i mean i'm pretty sure some drug addicts who or, you know are now you know now we see the opioid crisis and we're treating it as a healthcare issue and not a criminal issue now i am sure in the 90s especially but definitely now still too i'm sure somebody needs a hug <laughs> uh, who's been convicted for probably even a little bit longer just for you know having blow to get through their lives uh, another story for another day. And I'm like, I'm just, it's unprecedented to me. I've never seen this. And that a black judge has to hug this white woman to one, probably get a reelected. And two, this is just weird colonialism to me. And, you know, she gave her a Bible and all this stuff. And I'm like, here we go. My faith is my faith. And yet I see it used in the most colonial way, colonialist way, colonization 
whatever word you need to say. It's just so appalling to me. I can't even find the right word. That is my dummy of the week. That is appalling to me. I've never seen a judge hug a convicted murderer that they help convict in their in their courtroom ever again. I mean, I'll, hopefully I'll never see that ever again. But this is so ridiculous. That's my dummy of the week. Cool. My dummy of the week is Joker director Todd Phillips, who said he left comedy <laughs> because of the woke culture. He was like, you try to be funny nowadays with this woke culture. And he got ripped for it because people were like, hey, dude, how about just not be offensive to different groups? And I'm kind of like, yeah, you can actually be funny. I don't feel like too much of Hangover was making fun of different races. So, yeah. So do better with your comedy, Todd, and and let's do better. Like, uh, not like no, don't use Hangover Part Three as your model for comedy because that was terrible. Well, fellas, that's it for tonight. Uh, we're gonna be back very soon to go through our fall movie preview where all the guys, Javon had Wi-Fi issues. Javon, I hope you, uh, whenever you hear this in Wi-Fi space, that you are doing well, fellas. Thank y'all for rolling with me. Thank y'all out there for listening. This episode of Lyle's Movie Files has been filed. <laughs>